Park. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a Live at five, live at five, live at five. Oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, my God, what's up with me? Uh, Seven and a half minutes after the hour. Is that right? I just looked up there. It seemed like it was uh, was earlier. Anyway, it's beautiful outside, if you haven't noticed. The rest of the country is sweltering, as you heard in the uh, great state of Texas and Oklahoma. Couldn't have happened to a better place uh, in the Midwest. The devil himself lives out there, folks. High in an ivory tower. Thinking he's religious and found God and everyone else sucks. There you go. About nine minutes after the hour now, 30 seconds later from when I said it earlier. That's how things work around here. Uh, yesterday's show was very interesting with uh, 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 Susan Duffy relaunching, or I guess continuing the campaign against uh, uh, Scott Gray, despite the fact that Scott Gray did win. Uh, the, the primary a couple weeks back by 377 votes. She uh, made her statement, or many statements yesterday, and her, her reasoning, rather, why, to, uh, why she's going to continue this on the conservative line for the general election in November. So that was a good show. Uh, some people commented on <laughs> Some people were on my Facebook page yesterday saying, why, aren't you, why isn't she wearing shoes? It's like, do we really want to bicker over whether or not it's wearing sho- someone's wearing shoes or not? Particularly women who wear... You know, for the most part, how many women wear shoes, uh, unless you're wearing sneakers, that are laced to begin with? It's just comfortable. You're sitting down somewhere and being interviewed here in AM 1240 studio. We have a carpet here. Uh, Why not take your shoes off? I don't know how women deal with their shoes to begin with. It just seems like it's such a a hard thing to be a woman. You, you, You have to put on more clothes. You know what I'm saying? On more undergarments. You got you got to wear shoes with heels on them that bite it, that dig into your sh- into your feet, and it, it doesn't surprise me that someone like Susan or anyone for that matter would take their shoes. So, but anyway, people made comments about that. Other than the comments, everything was, uh, went very very well yesterday, uh, and we wish her well. And of course, we will be listening, hearing rather from uh, Susan Duffy in the future uh, before obviously the uh, the election day. So that 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 continues. And also, I've been in touch with the uh, the uh, Tenney people, of course, Claudia Tenney. Uh, who I just saw a picture of. She's on the border or something. Oh, I know. She was, she's got an ad banner at the very tippy top of News Junkie, spell it with a big fed Z dot com. Actually, I told them. I said, you know what? If you're going to make any headway up here, uh, you've got to be on, uh, uh, you got to be on the same page as News Junkie. I told that to the, her assistant right when we met uh, with them, I, th- I believe in early June, when I met up with her uh, for the first time went along with uh, Jeff Graham at uh, Shorty's place uh, up the road from here. Well, I said, you got to be on with the uh, news check. So they took my advice, and why not? 
It's the driving. Uh, it's the it's it's the motor behind uh, Northern New York, particularly Jefferson County. Also very popular in Oswego and St. Lawrence and Lewis. Uh, so they're on. She's on there right now. So I bring her up because that primary continues. Uh, the invisible primary with Mark Walsick continues, and I say that because Mark Walsick essentially has won it already uh, by default. He's the only guy running. I, how much money does it cost to run for? I, I, is is it all relative? I mean, you know, we heard some numbers from from Jeff Graham, you know, talking about how much money Scott call, uh, paid. Uh, we have an idea of what Susan paid. You know, this is all public information. That's a lot of money to be an assembly person. Assembly assembly uh, people, if you will, make somewhere in the area of what one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year. Got some benefits. Got your own staff. I don't know if they give you a, you know a company car that says NYS on it. I have no idea, but you do have a lot of perks above and beyond your salary. But uh, I think I heard something to the effect of a hundred grand on the Scott campaign, Scott Gray campaign, a hundred thousand dollars. It's like you not only make a hundred sixty thousand dollars a year job. How's that? So you you spend over a hundred thousand dollars for the primary, and if no one's running, you know you don't have to spend anything. I mean, Mark Wolzik, his campaign. I mean, I don't know what he has in his coffer, whatever they refer to it as. I don't know what he has. He's got to have something. But w- why spend a dime? I haven't heard an ad for Mark Wolzik. You don't really need one. He's going to run. There's no, no, there's no question about it. But you really have to spend money when you have a, uh, an opponent. So, it's, you know, that's, that's a big savings right there. If you don't have an opponent in a state ra- uh, a race like uh, a state senator, what do we have, like 17 total down there in Albany? I could be off a little bit there, but whatnot. But still, uh, if you're spending that much to be in a state, hey, if you're spending over ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 to be a city council person, so that you can get into a fight with, uh, you know, with Cliff Only and, and Mayor Jeff Smith, and and uh, of course have uh, uh, Lisa uh, Lisa Lahoye, uh, Ruggiero, excuse me, officiate as the as the uh, referee between you. You're gonna have to spend at least five figures for that, for uh, essentially what's, uh, what amounts to a sixteen thousand dollar year job and a lot of phone calls at three o'clock in the morning. Says my neighbor's dog is keeping me up, <clears throat> and Cliff is right. You should go. Do you want that? Do you need that for ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars to get in there? Was, uh, some someone ran for mayor a couple years ago. Spent over forty grand, forty thousand dollars. Do you want it that? I mean, I'd I'd say you should be mayor if you're going to spend that type of money. It means you mean it. Now Tucker Carlson was talking about people with money that don't belong in politics, but they're there because they have a lot of money. And the uh, uh, the fat dude over there in the state of Illinois, AJ, uh, I don't know, Spinkster for whatever his last name is, hedge fund guy. Uh, inherited a boatload of billions of dollars from uh, his his family, who owns I don't know if it's Hyatt Hotels or one or the other. And uh, first of all, he's about 340 pounds. He doesn't look healthy. I mean, Chris Christie looks like Jack Lalanne next to this guy. He doesn't look healthy at all, and he's always bad mouthing uh, Republicans and their policies. And, uh, guns are bad, and you got to get vaccinated no matter where you are. And, Chicago, he doesn't mention anything about the crime level in Chicago, the biggest city in the state. I only bring it up because Tucker brought it up last night. The guy wants to run for president. So I, I wonder, you know, if, you know, remember when Bill de Blasio threw his hat in the ring? Just kind of a, within the last month or so of the, of, the, of the Democratic primaries for the election in 2020. This was all before the COVID hit. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're the most hated mayor since John Lindsay. And all of a sudden now you think you're gonna, you could become... You know, the standout amongst 12, maybe 15, 20 people in the field of Democrats. He was in there for about a week. He didn't even last as long as Mike Bloomberg did. 
But this guy from Illinois wants to, wants to be uh, uh, your president. And again, you know, who's to say he can't do it? I mean, you know, Kamala Harris has a better chance of becoming a president than anyone simply by the, you know, the, the, you know, the by, once again, that word again, default, because she's the vice president. How do you think Joe Biden's our president right now? Because he was the only one in the field that people knew, that they can trust. The only one they closely associated with Obama, the, the king of Democrats. So I said, yes, I know he said some stupid things during the debate. He could barely walk. He couldn't get out of his own, you know, later on, obviously, after the primaries were over. Uh, he couldn't get out of his basement. But we trusted the guy. And now that you got uh, someone like uh, Kamala Harris, or, you know, th- at least we know her. Name recognition obviously helps over a guy like uh, Senator Booker out of Jersey. No one knew him. Elizabeth Warren's crazy. Uh, uh, What's her name out of Minnesota? You know, she looked like she had a crooked face. We didn't know her. Mayor Pete seems like a good guy, but he looks like the guy in the front cover of the Mad Magazine. But now, because he's the Secretary of Transportation now, again, here's what I'm getting at. Once you got to know, get to know these people and you're more familiar with their faces, then they become, uh, then they stand out. Harry Wilson, for instance, spent $10 million of his own money, probably spent more than that. Uh, He wanted to be governor of New York State, probably the best candidate. And I'm sure some people, including our our own Duff, would say the same thing. But there's no way you're going to vote for a guy you never saw before, someone that might, you know, come across as your science teacher from ninth grade. You're not going to vote for him. But if he was, say, lieutenant governor before or you saw him on TV or he had to show The Apprentice, you say, oh, I'll vote for him. So we, we vote for people that we're familiar with, regardless of how good or bad they are. So there's no telling that uh, A.J. Spinkter uh, from uh, uh, Illinois, the governor there, well, might have a chance because people are familiar with him. Plus, he's got a boatload of money. The other guy is Gavin Newsom, who not too long ago had a, a recall election against him. Larry Elder, the guy from the, uh, from the, you know, from the Chris Craft commercials. <laughs> he's, he's always riding a, uh, you know, riding a boat somewhere and... You know, some some bay in California. Oh, you, you could do anything you want. It doesn't matter. You could change your career. It doesn't you know? You're living on the streets of San Francisco. You could do whatever you want. No, that's not necessarily the case. To a lot of people, it's already over. And to a lot of other people that have a lot of years in front of them or should, it's still over. I love when people talk that way. You could do anything. You could be anything you want. I said, no, I can't. I can't be anything I want. If I wanted to get a gig right now just to be a clerk somewhere, I, I'd be lousy at it. I'd, be, I'd suck at it. So don't tell me I could do anything I want. So you do, do the things you really want to do in life. Says, well, well, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm not getting paid for it, but this is what I want to do, to tell you the truth. Just babble on for about an hour or two and, and try to make sense out of things. That's what I want to do. But anyway, Gavin, here's the full circle. Gavin uh, Newsom is, uh, is actually kind of you know, p- pitching his own tent, if you will. Uh, to be president of the United States. And I'm like, wait a minute, this guy is, is the worst state in the nation. I mean, crime is up, uh, incomes are up amongst the elite, but no one can afford to live there, so there's homelessness all over the place. Uh, it's a sanctuary state. There's so many things wrong with it. But you know what? He's got the look of a presidency. It, 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 he, it, he, looks like, uh, he looks like Chris Collingsworth from NBC, only a hell of a lot better looking. And he's got the best cap teeth I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I look at him, and I just look at it. It seems like I'm walking into a room filled of urinals or something. <clears throat> it's like a bad uh, uh, bad joke from a Dean Martin roast years ago, whichever. But uh, it's, it, it doesn't really matter who you are is my point. As long as you have cash and, and, and people know who you are, there's a very strong chance you'll, you'll, you actually go some, get somewhere. 
It's a shame, but it's just the way it is. And it's the reason why Joe Biden's our president right now. It's about 19 minutes after the hour. If you want to chime in, open the phone lines right now at 315-782-1240. Wait a minute. Did I just give out the business line? 315-755-1240 is the uh, studio line to reach me right now. It's just been gorgeous outside. Why would anyone else want to live anywhere else this time of year than in the, than in the Northeast? And then and then let's narrow it down near water, and better yet near fresh water. And we we have a lot of it. Uh, I looked it up not too long ago. Uh, lake Ontario is the 13th largest uh, lake in the world. What what was what confused me is that some of the lakes that fell into the category some of them were salt lakes. Um, you know, I was like, does that count? I mean, I always thought of the of, of a lake being you know. Uh, of fresh water. And that's me. But nonetheless, it's the 13th largest, obviously the smallest of the five uh, Great Lakes, but the 13th largest lake in the planet. And 20% of the world's, uh, I'm walking in uh, Wikipedia today, 20% of the world's uh, fresh water does come, in fact, from the, uh, the Great Lakes, which is amazing. Another thing that uh, Tucker Carlson alludes to every now and then, he doesn't really jump, he doesn't really describe it any, any more than just alluding to it, but you know, there's, there's talk of the Chinese buying out land here, there, everywhere. A lot of farmland. You know, we hear Bill Gates is buying land. Um, I was going to say uh, uh, Warren Buffett is buying. I was going to say Warren Sapp, <laughs> from former uh, uh, a guy who went bankrupt, by the way, football player for the, for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, uh, you know, we hear all these billionaires buying out this, that, the other thing. But the Chinese government are buying out uh, uh, farmland. Uh, obviously for their own people, but some of them, are, one of which is right near a real sensitive uh, 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 a military installation in, in North Dakota. Fascinating stuff. And one might say, oh, there's another white guy with a conspiracy. But, you know, the fact is they are buying land by, you know, not just the acre. They're buying it by the county. And uh, they figure by the year 2040, if this continues, they, they'll, they'll have as, enough land to essentially have their own state. But they're using it for something, and and why would you allow uh, you know the, anyone from the nationalist Chinese from the Chinese nationalists, they should say, purchase anything in, next to uh, or a sensitive area like a military uh, installation in North Dakota or anywhere for that matter? Would we allow uh, a, a Chinese businessman to come strolling in one day, representing the the Chinese government, to buy you know uh, six, maybe a thousand or two thousand acres in the town of Evans Mills? Would we allow that? It would be good for the guy selling it, that's for sure. He'd sell it at a premium. It's like, uh, how much you want? So, well, uh, you know, uh, we want land. He says, well, uh, how much you got? Oh, we have plenty. All right. But you, uh, I have my price. You have your paycheck or you have your, your wallet in front of you. I'll charge you, Evans Mills, let's say, let's do the math here, one acre these days, Evans Mills, uh, you know, off the beaten path. Uh, you don't have any any type of engineering. You don't have any type of uh, irrigation or anything of that. This is just land landlocked somewhere in Jefferson County, uh, in Evans Mills. Uh, Chinese are buying. Let's call it uh, six thousand dollars an acre. Sold, and it's done. Would we allow that? It's like wow, that's right next to a military installation, the same installation that might have the defense system finally built here by the year two thousand sixty. We've been talking about it now for 20 years. They said it's coming here, but apparently it's, it's still on its way. But nonetheless, would you allow that to happen? Good question to ask. They're doing it in North Dakota, apparently. And uh, somehow or other, no one's stopping. Look, I know it's beautiful outside, and a lot of people are doing their gardening and stuff. But uh, please give me a shot if you'd like. 
Uh, also, I am going to embark upon something. I, I'm trying to do something at my at, at our lake place. Trying to do a little engineering. Uh, we have a launch, and I and I have this hole. It's hard to explain. I don't want to labor on this because I'm boring the tears out of people right now. But w- I have this plan to put this mount this uh, into a uh, hole in the in the actual launch itself, the the bolt launch. And it's been I don't know. This it's concrete and so forth. It's hard. It's strong. And it's about eight inches deep, and it's a quarter, an inch and a quarter wide hole. So I want to put a pole in there, and then fasten the pole to a block of wood, and then put a winch on that, so that I can then secure my jet ski to it without having to take a truck up and down the the, the launch. A couple of people looked at me and says, "Hmm, that's interesting." I said, "Well, uh, yes, but the problem is once you start the pole, once you start to put a hole in the uh, the jet ski, for instance." Since it's on a, a, a cylinder, since it's on a circle, it's, it's going to go back and forth. How can I keep this from spinning in its own circle? Do I make any sense? Are there any engineers out there? Is there anyone that knows how to build anything? Because lately, I've, been, I've just been running into stuff like, you know, simple things like that. How can I conquer this winch with this hole in the middle? I mean, it was there to, for a reason when it was built back in the 80s or 90s, whenever they did it. And someone said, well, yeah, they, they, they did that for a rail system. So that's great. But I'm not using a rail system for a jet ski. All I need is leverage. I want to come out of this thing by about three feet and then put a block on it with a winch that can get my uh, jet ski in and out of the water. Does anyone have any ideas without it spinning around looking goofy? Just one of many things that I'm trying to surmise without spending a boatload of money. Pardon the pun. Uh, and by the way, uh, Joe Stanley's not. Oh, wait a minute. Today's Tuesday. So Joe Stanley's not calling in anyway. I think Joe Stanley's on vacay this week. I think I got that note the other day. So if you have any ideas on how I can do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Whether or not I will be able to understand anything you're saying when you're trying to describe what I just tried to describe, like the blind leading the blinder, uh, it should make for good radio. Like today, for instance, I was talking to my uh, financial advisor, my broker. And no, it's not Charles Schwab. Although at one point I was going to do a Charles Schwab commercial in front of him. I don't think he'd appreciate it. But nonetheless... Uh, he was explaining to me, this guy's a real smart guy. Many of you out there probably use him. And uh, he's very, again, you know, when you, when you have someone do your roof or your, 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 your teeth or anything of that nature, anything that you can't do, right from a haircut to your toenails, you want someone who knows what they're doing, especially when it comes to your money. So uh, at one point he said, well, why don't you give them a call? You know, to, uh, I had money uh, stocked away in another uh, brokerage from some dude I, I haven't talked to in over 10 years. And he says, well, why don't, you, why don't you call him to see if you can get this transfer? I said, I'm not calling him. And, and I, it came across as being, being rude to him. But I said, I'm not going to call him. And I explained to him, I said, if I call him and try to explain what you just told me to do, I, I mean, it w- I wouldn't get any. I'd, I'd give away the house without even knowing it. He's it, like, uh, oh, capital gains. He says, oh, well, you got to look into the capital gains. Capital gains? I barely saw capital steps uh, in, on off-Broadway back when I was 12. You were telling me I should know about capital gains? I know nothing about this. Can you please call him and ask him yourself? And he did. And, and of course, nobody answered. It went on uh, ad nauseum without anyone. <laughs> that, that's a great brokerage firm right there. So I'm glad I'm w- with the guy that I'm with. But my point is this. That's why you hire people to do the work for you. Because if I had to translate what he asked me to do, it, it would have been the dumbest. I would have sounded like the dumbest, most ignorant person in the world. That's why we rely on people who know what they're doing. When it comes to your money, when it comes to your furnace, when it comes to any, fixing your car, 
I got, I got, I, I got, I need a a gas tank on my uh, uh, Kia Soul. The darn thing is 13 years old, and I try to get a hitch on a four-cylinder car just so I can move this jet ski up and down this launch. I figured, you know, it's it's the jet ski with the with the trailer is only a combined 650 pounds, if that, if that, even with gas in it, right? So a car could probably do that. It's not the greatest incline, so I could probably get away with with a four-cylinder car. Uh, good luck with that because what happened was I brought it there in April. I might have mentioned this before. I brought it there, and I get a phone call. The guy says, uh, we can't do it. So we can't do what? We can't put a hitch on your car. I said, there you go. car is too small. The hitch is too big. It's too low to the ground. I said, no, you got a leak in your gas tank. A leak in the gas tank. So I brought it over, uh, Cheney Tire, where I bring, all my, I bring my vehicles with my wife's car there. They know me by name because we drive clunkers and so forth. So every six months we're going in there for some reason or other. Actually, I went in there today to get it uh, uh, inspected. I hadn't had my car inspected in a, probably four months. I think it was March when it, was, when it ran out. And I kept looking down there and thinking, how am I going to, what type of surprise look am I going to put on my face when I get stopped one day? So, do you know your inspection's out? It's out? If I, really? Oh, how did I not know that? I, and you practice that. Even though you know each and every day from March 30th that you've been illegal on the road without inspection. So I apologize to the law enforcement officials for driving illegally for the last four plus months. What is it? Let's do the math. That's March, April, May, June. Yes, I was right. Almost five months. So now I'm legal. And you know what's cool about getting your inspection? Unless I read it wrong. I think I'm right when I say this. I, you would think that you would go back to your, you know, in other words, I, I was supposed to get inspected, say, by April. Let's just say I got it done April 1st. And that would be my date where it should have been done to begin with, right? Am I right on that? But what they do is they just, now they give you 12 months from today. So I basically drove around illegally for four months. I thought they would go, you know, kind of go back and say, no, 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 it's April. April 2023. You got eight months to do this all over again because you screwed around the system. You're not getting away with this one, Mr. Curry. Well, I did. So now I have a full year of an inspected car. Uh, but anyway, the, the price of a gas tank for a small car like mine just for the gas tank, $750. That's right, $750. I asked the guy, he says, you know, I had my gas tank replaced in an old truck here a couple, long time ago, and that was like a, a PVC or plastic gas tank. Can I get one of those? <laughs> he goes, no. You're going to get the metal one. And I said, well, okay, let's do it. They've been so busy there that I won't get this done until not this Friday, but the, but the next Friday. And the guy said I was lucky to get that slot. Which just goes to show there's a lot of people that are trying to drag out their, you know, get their car to, to stretch it out as much as possible. Uh, because of COVID, because of the high cost of vehicles and so forth, although the car industry, in addition to people keeping their cars and keeping them on the road longer, car industry is doing great. Once a car comes in, people just, you know, suck it up right away. So, and, and, and when, I go, when you go out and out of Washington Street, it's a far cry from what it used to be. There's still some gaps here and there. There's no doubt. But uh, that whole chip uh, you know, shortage, uh, not to mention COVID, was holding back on a lot of uh, assembly workers and so forth. Uh, it, things are coming back to normal from uh, all the uh, car dealers on uh, Miracle uh, Mile out there in Ottawa, Washington Street. That's a good sign. It really is. It's good for our business, that's for sure. But overall, it's good because so many people, are, are in this town especially, rely on that paycheck from, uh, from car sales up here. No doubt about it. All right, so no one's calling in. You don't love me anymore. I get it. Uh, I, I don't blame you, but right now i got to do a commercial break nonetheless. I'll do that right now, and we will be back right after this. Don't go away. Saturday, August 20th. 
Welcome back. That commercial's been running for, what, 20 years now? Are we still tw- 22? Tr- we got to be higher than $20 trillion in debt. I mean, that, like I said, I think I was... Uh, that has to be at least 15 years old, that commercial. All right, let's, say, let's just say it's even 10 years old. Well, when's the next crash going to come? I mean, these are the questions I, I... I mean, I was getting concerned. There's no doubt about it. You know, if you got your... Court, if you got whatever bank's uh, summation you got, you know, whatever your portfolio looked like, as of uh, April 1st, it was at one level. As of... What did they say? April 1st, 2022. This is where you were at. And I brought this up yesterday. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? There's a slow leak in my account. Actually, it's a quick leak. So it's good to see that the market was explosive today and that we made up for the, for the uh, catastrophic uh, quarter. Uh, you know, again, things, I, I, I'm no expert, but I knew it had to make some type of an adjustment. But when you see it go down in 90 days, it's, that's when you make a phone call. I've never called up my broker before in my life. Other than when, you know, some paperwork came through, he wanted me to do this, that, whatever. And even then, I would barely answer it. But I'm thinking, hmm, you know, and, uh, the gas is, what, there's, it, what, on average, it's 50 cents lower. Now everyone's satisfied by spending $4.50 on a gallon of gas. Oh, it's much better now. I feel much better. Yeah, this is great. We took it down 50 cents. You see how they do that? You know, they get you up to a certain point where you can't take it anymore, and then they relieve you by, like, 10%, and then you feel a little better again. <gasps> oh, thank you very much. Well, geez, it wasn't like this under Donald Trump. Donald Trump was a bad person. Shut up. I saw a cartoon yesterday. A bunch of sheep are looking up at a billboard, and it's an old bill. Apparently, it's, it's, it's depicting a billboard of, uh, of a, a guy that ran for political office, and, the, and the, it shows a, of, a, of a guy dressed as a wolf. So the sheep are looking up at the wolf. And his slogan was, I will eat you. The wolf says, I will eat you if you vote for me. And the one sheep tells the other one, says, I'm so glad he's in office right now because I couldn't stand Trump. And if that isn't a one-caption cartoon that says it all, $5 gas, inflation, immigra- you know, immigration awry, uh, people can't get baby formula, um, who knows what the world is thinking of us with crazy stuff like guys you know winning awards as women in swimming and all this other craziness going on CRT people blowing each other up shooting each other but as long as Trump's not in office that's really all that matters for a lot of people sad testament you're on the air Danny Francis of course to take you back to the beginning of your show on your little tirade there about Chinese uh, China buying up of American uh... so do you do you think it's a good thing well let me let me just give a little history here a U.S. News and World Report, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little scratch in my throat, uh, May 28, 2019, reported that 30 million acres of U.S. farmland is now owned by foreign countries. Okay. Do you know who the number one top owner of American farmland is? Uh, hopefully it's America. Canada. Can- okay, Canada. And then they have uh, that makes sense. number one, almost 7 million acres. Then the Netherlands, right. Germany. Right. The UK. Right. Italy. Right. France. France. And the number is growing. The number is growing. China has 146,000 acres. Right. These others are up in the millions. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I at least throw but in the see, obvious? This is, far, this is farmland that's not used by American farmers. Right. But can I just say one distinctive difference between those countries you just rattled off in China, which I think I know you know the answer to? 
Well, they're not communists. They're not communists. That's right. Our biggest <laughs> adversary. Yes. And I don't think any of them are buying buying barren land next to a, a, a military installation in North Dakota, Danny. Well, yeah, what are they growing in North Dakota, by the way? Can you grow anything in North Dakota? Isn't that like a big barren, well, um, barren nestle, state up there? There's silos and things up there. Right. But, you know, all of our states, not one state has any regulation to stop the purchase of uh, foreign countries from uh, buying American farmlands. Well, not good. one state. Well, that w- so why would that stop anyone? Ohio and Texas have no restrictions. That's nice. So, so you feel you, you, I mean it's no big deal then since other you know nice countries although I can't say that anymore about Canada because they they've definitely raised my eyebrows with the handsome well, Hitler that's running that country right now. I'm but, sure but, that I'm sure that the U.S. government would not allow if they get involved in it. I don't know what what how how deeply or how they get involved in it would let them buy uh, millions of acres next to Fort Trump. So why why would why would any other country like the Netherlands who are a big farming uh, country to begin with and I don't know if you're familiar with this but there's a well, lot of restrictions to uh, uh, what do they call that uh, because it's, it's good land it's available it's not being used uh, since 1998 over uh, 10 million acres have been uh, been sold. So all right so fertile land uh, farmland that is in the country in the contiguous United States, is better here than it is in the, in the Netherlands and in other countries? I mean, it, I, it, it, There's probably more of it all because right. of the, the sheer size of the country and the land. You know, the United States is pretty big, and we have a lot of wide-open spaces. But, the, 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 you know, I mean, uh, there was not a big scandal. That may have been, I don't remember right now, but in 2013, China purchased the Smithfield, uh, Smithfield Foods. You know, that was a meat processing yeah, company? Yeah, right. And uh, they, right there, they got 140,000 acres of farmland. Right. So, I uh, mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, by the way, would China does China have the same type of uh, open door policy to their farmland? Could we buy farmland in in China? I, I'm sure. I'm sure we have a lot of investments in foreign countries. Yeah, I know we do. But do we have farmland? I mean, could we buy actual land and, and graze it ourselves? And you know, and, off and, the and top of my head, cultivated. I don't know, but I suspect yes. All right. I, I because at the end of the day, I mean, there is a, a huge difference between China and those other countries, Danny, and it just it just concerns me. That and here's the other thing that Tucker said: eventually, they're gonna, you know, if not China, other countries are gonna say, hey, or for that matter, the state of Nevada, hey, we don't have any water here anymore. But you know, some of these countries we're gonna take water from your lakes. Some of these countries are not able to grow things like oil seed or grain, other grain products uh, that they that they turn into production and then export around the world to make money. So that's another reason right there. So well, and, and, and by the, it must be good for industry, too, I would say. By the way, I'm sure if you del- uh, uh, delve into it, uh, you could probably discover that the, the, the one country that's been buying land more frequently and, and, and certainly on, on a larger scale within the last 5, 10 years is China. So that, that number, despite the fact that they're low on the totem pole there, Danny, I'm sure in the last 5, 10 years they're probably at the top of that list. Well, actually, they're not. I was telling you this was from uh, May of 2019, which is only about three years ago. Right, but okay, so fine. <coughs> uh, but I'm That's saying 30, 30 million acres their, belong to... Their economy the really didn't really take off until essentially to the turn of this century, uh, about 20 years ago. And yeah, I so, think there's a lot of intricate uh, questions and, and parts to this story. But, uh, you know, over 30 million acres right now are in the hands of foreign countries in the United States. And as, as I said, it's because it's available, it, 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 good soil, good weather, whatever, and good, good able to uh, make these products that are produced. Yeah, I just, I, I, worry, I worry about the Chinese, Danny. I know you're not worried about them, and well, I know you should be, I, but that's I not even worried about them uh, from a military point of view. 
but I'm there. I'm not going to be hysterical. Apparently, about they own a lot of I'm land more down in about Russia. South. Uh, no, God. Ru- North, Danny, North why are you why are you concerned about Russia? Just curious. Why are you concerned about them? Well, a little thing called the invasion of Ukraine for no reason. Okay. Well, that was the, by the way, according to General <laughs> Milley, he was and they're number they're number two in the world on having nuclear weapons. That's fine. Yeah. But if Danny, Putin gets if Putin gets painted into a corner, and if he really really gets and he, and, he, and he, apparently he's got terminal illness too, so he's got nothing. Well, I don't to know if he if. All those A madman with cancer. That's what the all world those needs. Ifs, he, he would push the button. But here's my question, Danny. Or I try to. General Milley said from the outset, uh, he said that uh, Russia would take over uh, uh, Kiev in 72 hours. How is he? How is he so wrong, Danny? Because I thought that he, he probably thought they were going to be on their own, but now we've been supporting them dramatically, and it's made a big turnaround. Yeah, it took us a little bit. I mean, it, it, Russia. Here's my point. Russia, when war, when Russia has a something uh, like this, Glenn. There's, there's no, there's too many variables. But are are you not surprised how shoddy? Do they still call them the Red Army? What do they call the Russian Army these days? What do they call them? Russian Army. All right. Well, I mean, all right, whatever. Uh, but are you? They used to call them the Krasny Army. So, but they're not the <laughs> army that we thought they were. In fact, Danny, the numbers are staggering. They've lost at least twenty percent of their military just in the last four months. So what does that tell you about it? They were supposed to take over Ukraine in three days. They didn't. They're still fighting there. Well, they underestimated the 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 resolution of the uh, the uh, Ukrainian people for one thing, and then all of a sudden the West has provided them with an awful lot of support. An awful lot. I'm the same thing happened with Afghanistan in the eighties. They were they were they were in Afghanistan for the entire decade and didn't get anywhere. We were there for well, we were there for way too long. But essentially, we took it over in less than uh, less than a month. By the time we had full control over it, we, well, we yeah, occupied we, it for 20 we, years. We went into Afghanistan for the right reason at the right time after falling uh, 9-11, but where we made the big mistake is our turned our attention to Iraq. And, that was and we stayed in both countries way too long. That uh, was a mistake. There. And then, of course, we, uh, we're coming on. <coughs> Hold up. You don't have any little COVID there, do you? Uh, no, no COVID. I just... Uh, yeah, my son has tested positive, and he's been pretty sick the last few days. Uh, really? Uh, now, let me ask you, was your son uh, vaccinated? He was vaccinated and boosted, and he's in Buffalo. Oh, boy, that's the reason why he has COVID. I, I don't know what Buffalo has anything to do with it. Uh, okay, well, how's he doing? Is he okay? He, he, he doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink, things like that. So don't drink or don't smoke. He, he what do it, you do? It, it's pretty bad as far as a cough, he said. It's in his chest, so obviously it's in his lungs. Right. So, uh, but he's on some medication, a few things right now. So, uh, I've talked. We've been talking to him every day, but he, he sounds really. Scr- I sound scratchy right now, but that's because of uh, the, uh, the allergies I got. I saw, yeah, I got terrible allergies. I could barely yeah, I, breathe I sometimes. Too. I almost wish that I, someone told me I had COVID. At least I would say, "Oh, I got something." So, yeah. uh, no, I got. I'm anyway, fine. So we're keeping our fingers crossed on that. But yeah, he he he's been a double shot, and uh, he did have the right third booster. So. God. Anyway, All right. All I, right. I thought I'd mention that about the acres and farmland. There's some good things about that. I hope there's nothing devious uh, going on there. Yeah. Uh, but I think it could benefit us and the people and the producers and the farmers. Right. Uh, and the land that's not being used is now being produced. So I, I think there's some good things there. Oh, yeah. I'm sure China's up for nothing. But, but I'd keep you know, my eye on China. Up and up. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. And and uh, and who can forget Russia? And also <coughs> the, the Krasny of Armia. <coughs> i got to go, Danny. Thanks. Oh, yeah. <coughs> God, I, I, it happens every day, almost every day. I don't have any type of issues until I sit in this room. So I'm going to blame it on AM 1240 Studio. i got to do a break. 
<clears throat> and if I don't come back, you know I'm dead. Uh, I'll be back after this. Northern New York, you've dreamed of a number bed. You've thought of... For Congress. Uh, uh, by the way, what uh, I mentioned it earlier, it deserves to be brought up again. Uh, last night's uh, council meeting went without any issues. Nobody got hurt. Uh, and uh, Councilwoman uh, Ruggiero wore a referee shirt. I, I think that was great levity to bring to City Hall. Some people might say, well, that's not necessarily serious business here. This is a people's uh, place. You don't do that stuff. Uh, and uh, I, I, think, uh, I think it really helped. Not to mention, of course, what Mel Busler did during the fair last week by having his own little, uh, you know, uh, Reykjavik. <laughs> you know, getting, getting the, 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 the two guys together right there on Jefferson County Fairgrounds, which I thought when it happened, I thought it was by chance. But no, uh, Mel set that up. So uh, uh, give credit where credit is due to Mel Bustle, who's been doing that since 1935. God bless you for that. You reunited City Hall, and you did it on live TV. And uh, Councilwoman Ruggiero last night had some fun with it with her, re- with her referee shirt. Apparently she bought it from Dick's. Uh, she did not go online. She went local, and she bought it at Dick's at Sa- Salmon Run Mall. She was a referee last night. Fun stuff. And plus, I, I believe the actual council meeting was less than an hour. I don't know how that works. Why some meetings go on forever, and then others, is it, is, are they on summer hours or something? You know, it's too hot out or whatever. Tomorrow's going to be the hottest day of the, of the summer so far. So we're going to get a taste of what other people are getting. Uh, but again, be, being up here, uh, you know, the, 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 the grass is, was, was getting really brown there. We got over two inches of rain yesterday, by the way. We desperately needed it, but the grass is still brown. But nonetheless, I'd rather be up here during any heat wave than anywhere else in the world. If you want, to, if you want oppressive heat, again, I, I, I couldn't tell you how it is in Florida right now. I'm sure it's not great. At least you can go to the beach if you're near it. Uh, I'm sure Texas is just exhausting. Oklahoma, like I said, is why I live there. Uh, but up here, at least, you know, you have a place to go. Uh, and you get that, uh, that cool, what, what, what amounts to an ocean breeze. Uh, without that salt water taste or smell to it. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a beach person. I don't know what it is. Sand drives me nuts. We had a couple of people up, uh, up on the lake put sand in front of their places. Why are you doing that? But anyway, uh, it's just if you're going to be hot, you might as well be hot up here in the North Country. Best place in the world. What was it? Dick Vitale. He was good friends with uh, Jim Beheim. He said like 10 years ago, he said the best place, the best summer uh, place is central New York. Uh, and let's just extend that, obviously, to northern New York. No, not much different. It r- truly, truly is. Uh, the best winters in the world? Well, to many people, no. Which is why, you know, we can't get professional people to live up here because their wives hate the weather. And there's not enough opera houses up here or something. Not enough culture. I want culture. Well, good. Then you're hanging out outside Atlanta right now in sweltering heat. Or you're living out in Long Island, you know, paying taxes up to Ying Yang. And it's still sweltering heat. Where's the you know quality of life, folks? What's wrong with what's wrong with at least uh, you know, not sweating to death for for 90 days in any given year? Which again just goes to show global warming can actually help our our area. I believe it already has. We mentioned I kept talking over the weekend about how great that uh, uh, elite Bassmasters tournament, how much attention it's brought to the area in recent years. For many years, you would hear things about the zebra mussels, invasive, invasive species coming up to our area over the last 30 years by way of the, uh, the seaway. Uh, and the zebra mussels would attach themselves to ships that would go through the channel. 
and ultimately just reside in our in our in our waterbed right there in the in the river in the lakes. And that's been going on since the uh, the nineties. Well, they said, well, that's going to destroy this. It's going to destroy vegetation. The, the, the sea life is going to change. Fishing is going to change. Well, you know, whether or not this is going to go into a completely different direction where, where smallmouth bass are actually big enough to eat us alive, I don't know. But they couldn't believe how big the smallmouth bass were. Uh, what Normally, you know, if you were lucky to get a four-pound, you know, smallmouth bass, say about 20, 30 years ago, uh, it's 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 like commonplace to get a five six pound smallmouth bass. Now, do I know? Did I know twenty years ago that that meant anything? No, of course not. But I just started watch paying attention to it in the last two three years three years now, where these guys these these announcers out of Arkansas, I believe, for the network that covers all these things, uh, and these guys obviously in the know they know a hell of a lot more than I do. They love coming up here. They really truly do. A hundred fishermen came up here with their families. And you just got to figure, these guys are not just going to slap down a couple of bucks for a soda. They're staying in their overnight accommodations. They're buying gas. Uh, they're going out to the Clipper Inn. That's a huge, huge bump uh, for Clayton and the surrounding area, not to mention the exposure on a worldwide area. So don't be surprised. Don't be surprised, especially from the waterfront uh, uh, prospect, that uh, waterfront will, will, will keep escalating. We're seeing property values, for instance, on Point Peninsula go up. We've been there now 13 years. My, my brother-in-law has been there since 05. And, you know, every, every year you see an old camp go down and a new one replace it. A younger couple comes in, a little bu- like my mom would say, some people have a couple of bucks. And they're buying these, in some cases, unsight, unseen. And they just can't believe they get quality waterfront for roughly $1,000 uh, uh, a foot. Uh, that number's gone up, by the way. One property, 50 feet wide. Uh, it sat dormant for a long time, uh, sold last October for $169,000. Granted, uh, they put some money into it. They fixed the seawall. Those are the people that put the sand in the seawall. Can't figure that out. Uh, but $169,000 for essentially uh, of, of maybe, if you're lucky, a 300-square-foot house. Now, that's a lot of money. Back in 2005, if you were lucky to sell that property for $69,000. Lucky. Now it's it went for one sixty nine. That's a huge jump, folks. Let's go to the phones. <clears throat> so I think a lot of people are recognizing. Yeah. There. Hi, you're in the air. So hey, hey, Glenn. So talking about the uh, bass masses. Yes, you got great video. Up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I went uh, backstage and I uh, talked with Jay and I got to meet all the anglers yeah. on the last day. So it was pretty cool. I just want to give a shout out to Bassmasters. They were very hospitable towards me. They were yeah. so nice. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you to them. They were very nice. And did you meet the guy that won, the young 23-year-old kid? Yeah, I, not only did I meet him, I got him. Uh, I interviewed him real quick a couple times. Hmm. I went live on YouTube. I went live on Facebook. And then I made a, a quick little, uh, you know how I do a quick little. So how many, hit, how many hits did you get from that? How many views? Not many because nobody shared it. <laughs> just a few hundred. Well, uh, you know. Just a couple hundred. I got to help you out. I got to get you. First of all, you need a microphone. Yeah. I mean, right. Susan was here yesterday, and I lent her my microphone for a press conference the other day, and for some reason or other, it didn't work. I said, "Well, it's it, you know, it's so important to get good quality audio," and you got it. Don't get me wrong, because you're close to your camera, but in her case, it was a press conference, and it didn't work. I don't know why, but you, I, I'll get you a microphone of some type because you need one, and you also need a sponcer. Uh, you know, news junkies. Yeah, I do. Dude, there's a uh, 
H2O Studios want to... No, well, I mean, right now, I'll get you. I'll start you off with the microphone. We can go from there. But there's some other technical... Cool. Do, do I have to put your logo on my video? No, you don't have to put my logo anywhere. I'm just trying, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to help you out. Uh, but, uh, but again, because if you're... Look, did I see an interview with the winner on Channel 7 over the weekend? No. Did I see any coverage other than a couple of people saying, oh, isn't this great for Clayton? And, you know, so they talked yeah, to, if, talk if to they the want chamber to check. You, uh, the winner, you can go to my videos. I have it all. Right. So. Well, I mean, that's fantastic. That really is. Yep. And, and with some seasoning. Not done. only that, I was backstage with them. So, I mean, I know. you guys you're, got to see that. You've become that a groupie. In the show. You, 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 you're worse than Meg Flynn. No, just kidding. You don't know who that <laughs> is, but it's a joke anyway. All right, well, good job, uh, Donnie. Good job. I got to go. All right, I appreciate it. That's uh, Donnie, the local reporter. Hi, you're in the air. Last call of the day. Last call. Sorry. Uh, hey, uh, had a great time down the bay over the weekend. You are right. Uh, went on Uncle Sam's boat cruise. Yeah. Uh, they had the buskers down in the bay. Yeah. We stopped up to Clayton on the river walk there. Those speedboats were there. Right. Went over to the marina, saw the bass fishermen. Beautiful. It, it was a great time. I had a great band at that uh, hotel out there. I yeah. mean, top-notch band. I mean, it was great. Yeah, no, it's good Beautiful stuff. Beautiful weather. Yeah. And uh, I think the Bassmasters at least uh, are in town. They were. They were. That was last weekend. Yeah, we just talked about it. But thank you, my friend. I'm, I'm glad you gave an endorsement. We don't talk enough about Alex Bay. M1240 Deputy said what a time makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. We'll see you tomorrow on Wednesday. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. More than 40 million Americans are